all introductions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ganesh. So welcome, everyone, on this very exciting topic of joyous living. Um, so I would like to introduce uh, Shishima. He's a humanitarian, a contemporary thinker, as well as a visionary. What he believes is that the possibility of enlightenment is available to all, each and every one of us. And that's his mission also, to light that spark in people and uh, you know, bring them into the state of wakefulness. Uh, yeah. I think you all know me anyway, Ganesha tribe. And then when Mridula told me of Sri Shivamji, I said, no, not one more good. <laughs> <laughs> then I managed to meet him. We had a very lovely afternoon in the Hyatt, not far away. And since then, every event I do, I think of Sri Shivam. I said, there is something that Sri Shivam can contribute to this group. So right from a very cynical group that we all have called Vedanta Quantum, which kind of researches the linkages between quantum physics, Vedanta and the Upanishads. So he spoke at that with great success. In the Rotary Club, which I'm president of, he spoke at that. And we have this big entrepreneurs conference coming up in November, where, of course, we're asking him and Vishaka and another gentleman called Narendra Gojani to actually do a, a discussion on how to motivate entrepreneurs for the future. Which is how the thought of this session actually came up, saying that, look, as you rightly said, everybody is, I mean, I'm wedded to my phone. So all my data input comes from WhatsApp and Twitter and this, which is a complete shame. But you get used to it. I mean, I only read the Indian Express to watch, to read the Calvin and Hobbes comic. I don't, I don't get any other news input from there. OK, so you become like that. So I think it is important to, as you also said, I mean, to not, I'm not, I don't think I'm ever negative, but there is clearly something more you can do in life rather than just get pulled by circumstances. So which is the thought that Mridula and I came up with saying, let's just discuss this concept. Sir, over to you. So this time, uh, it's like motive is motivation. <laughs> <laughs> So <clears throat> it's an honor and privilege that we all are together here for this beautiful evening discussion. And uh, sir, as you said, that I'm here to learn positivity. So I was wondering, because we don't need to learn positivity. To learn negativity, we require some action. But we don't need to learn positivity. It is in it. We all have it. We just have to unleash it. And the moment we are back to the source, which you have just shared, Manjri, the moment we are back to the source, the originality, the core which we have within, that is where we can touch upon the highest potential, which we say positivity, which we say the infinite, spirituality, or whatever name. Because ultimately, when we give the name, we give a tag. But truth cannot be tagged. That is the infinity, that is the reality which exists. And we all are from uh, various fields, from business, banking sector, IT sector, various. But something which is really missing is joy. And every day we talk about it. If we ask someone that, please help me, how can I experience joy? I'm so sad. What can I do? We have a huge list of so many things. We can tell 108 things. But are we really experiencing that is the biggest thing. So one must reflect and understand that why, what joyous living is. Till now, we have understood our business, our careers, our physical body, our mental body, our emotional body. But there is something which is still missing. What is that? It is not an answer which someone can give you. And no guru can teach you. 
as you as you rightly said the moment you follow something you are in an illusion and reality comes within someone can trigger you that doesn't mean that person is your guru it can be a roadside person you can sit in a shadow of a beautiful tree and you can feel satisfied that doesn't mean that the tree is your guru and at the same time yet the tree is the guru because we all learn so many things from various people from sun moon stars each and every people whom we meet in our day to day life but what is the ultimate message the ultimate message is how to live and to live one has to become aware of our own self and to become aware is an art which we say conscious living and the moment you start living consciously joy comes within so this is what we can discuss about today so there is a beautiful story which i would like to share with all of you and the story goes like this so there was a boy whose family was very wealthy one day his father took him on a trip to the country where he aimed to show his son how poor people live so they arrived to a farm of a very poor family as he considered they spent their several days on their return the father asked his son did you like the trip oh it was a great dad the boy replied did you notice how poor people live yeah i did said the boy the father asked his son to tell in more detail about his impressions from their trip well we have only one dog and they have four of them <laughs> in our garden there is a pool while they have a river that has no end we have got expensive lanterns but they have stars above their heads at night we have the patio and they have the whole horizon we have only a small piece of land while they have the endless fields we buy food but they grow it we have high fence for protection of our property and they don't need it as their friends protect them the father was stunned he could not say a word then the boy added thank you dad for letting me see how poor we are the story shows that the true wealth as well as happiness is not measured by material things we have love friendship freedom and yes of course the real joy which is not in the possessions the material possessions which you have but something which is beyond this material world and that's why if you see buddha if you see mahavir if you see ramana if you see nanak they must have found something which they didn't experience in this material world and that's why they are what they are so let's discuss more about this and we can have discussion over it so to start with you what are the thoughts you would like to share some experiences may i think i no experiences such but i actually feel sad when i see people around me who i feel have the ability to be very positive you know getting very stressed or distressed at something that happened something that somebody said and i think it's important to rise above that i think it's important to say that look i mean i always believe that everybody has something positive in them and if you can identify the positiveness and maybe not necessarily ignore 
but realize that look we all have flaws i lose my temper very often but people who love me know that i don't mean anything by it so why can't i give them the benefit of that doubt saying that look i mean you must be really really good and ever since i came to that conclusion i think last 5 years has been very very good so there is no no recrimination no no anger towards anybody even if there is anger it's momentary so i think those are something that i've realized through just through experience yeah. and and i think that story is fantastic and it's so true very interesting uh, ganesh what you said at the beginning about who is negative and uh, i obviously all of us meet a lot of negative people all the time around us and it's very in fact one person i met 7 uh, years ago and i stopped meeting the person because if there is a, a word called the opposite of inspiration in any language is that person <laughs> after having everything in the world it's just very uh, exhausting to interact with a person like that because they just don't seem to find anything to do anything to construct anything positive So anyway, personally, I've just stopped meeting people who are <laughs> the opposite of inspiration. But um, where I am very happy to meet positive people, and it's it's a common thread among positive people. I see is that they have found a cause which is larger than themselves. Because negativity, or most of the time, we feel I feel it comes from feeling bad for oneself, saying I don't have this. Like you read the poem, that I don't have this, but somebody else I know has more than me. I think before I met Ganesh, I had a, I had a boss at Data Quest, and he asked me why are you leaving Data Quest? You can't be leaving Data Quest. And I said, you know, uh, Sham Malhotra. I said, you know, in in life there will always be a bigger car to buy and a smaller cell phone. Mm-hmm. Because that time it was very fashionable to have a very tiny Small cell phone. Yeah. That time it was just 2003. I said that quest is never going to end. And if I could say that in 2003 and what I do with my life today, I think it's the same journey because my I don't have that quest at all. which is why it's it's very difficult to then identify with people who are continuously vying for something which they have which is less than the neighbor less than someone else or while people who have looked for something which is so much bigger than themselves could be all kinds of causes it could be other people or it could be someone else's joy or happiness and there's no negativity because you're really not short of anything there's no problem very much like the buddha story uh, which you said i am very very inspired by buddha how you know how in those seven years that he left his home one by one he gave up things you know the way he first shared his jewelry then the clothes then stopped eating then he told me once a day then he you know all of that and you know that more in the end it was so beautiful because the way he died he died with no with with no problem you know he just died with everybody around him by his story because at that time he was just helping his father breathe last because slowly everything was going and it's very tough it's very tough for most human beings to actually go there but that really i i think i might be wrong is where negativity comes from julia mm-hmm. was tell you that manjri was ceo of our company before mrigula aur hola kismat hi aisa hai ki these these girls then evolve <laughs> and then they fly from the nest and i, and I feel happy kind of created a platform for them to sort of evolve into our very happy so wonderful <laughs> So this is like collective growth, which is happening. <laughs> CEOs are not leaving the boss. The boss is not leaving the CEOs. So beautiful. And this is like joyous living. <laughs> so this is called joyous living. <laughs> right. Well, I feel that uh, yes, uh, joyous living indeed is uh, you know there's no other pleasure than joyous living. And many a time, our joy is momentary. and uh, there are plenty of things to be joyous and there are too, too many things which are happening around us but we don't 
look at it in that way and as I think she rightly said, if we start comparing that even if you go to something and do something, we always uh, feel that there is something better than this. And I think the other uh, major reason is the comparison, beside the comparison, the comparison with our own this thing that you know, a few years back I did this and because of that I suffered, otherwise I would have been somewhere else. You know, I would have done this, then things could have been different. So that, the looking in the past, I think takes out the joy out of you. And you always start uh, blaming yourself and that blame itself uh, makes you very unhappy. And I think, uh, again, uh, you know, I've been thinking, reading and something that, uh, the, you have to be in present and you always have to think about what's happening now and how uh, you really are experiencing that and then that experience gives uh, a lot of joy but we don't do that. It's very difficult to practice even uh, as Ganesh said and all that we uh, you know, try to uh, you know, rather uh, try to do certain things but which it doesn't happen and I think that's the uh, I think the greatest hindrance in uh, running away from the joy which you have in your uh, everyday life. So very well said because we constantly blame people we tend to lose the joy and the other day I was in a corporate session and I was sharing so someone asked what to do if not to blame so I told them Taking ownership is very important. It's perfectly okay, whatever the outcome is. You just take your ownership. And what comes next is, be responsible. Take responsibility. If things are not going good, it's perfectly okay. But at least people are noticing you, that you are a responsible person. And if you keep on following all those two things, then the third will be the outcome. That is natural growth. So being responsible, and understanding your responsibilities with that ownership will bring out so much joy and natural growth. So someone asked me, what is natural growth? How can I grow naturally? So I said, you need not to think about your future, what to do, because that is also a worry. And if you will constantly think, what can I do? What will I do? How to achieve success? You are losing the present moment which is right now and you cannot enjoy your life in future that is a illusion which we have that I will enjoy tomorrow so someone asked me when is your meditation session I said it's today oh I'll join some other time I said that other time will never come I said no no I'll come definitely are you sure that you're going to live what are you saying? I go, yes, man is mortal. Life is so uncertain. It means you are a Siddha Purush. He said, why? I go, because you know that you are going to live on that day. Because I don't know about myself. <laughs> so this is how we play puzzles with ourselves. And we lose the very opportunity which we have in our hand. So one must look beyond and looking beyond doesn't mean that you have to go in your future and thinking about your past 
you can only look beyond when you are here and now in this complete nowness and in this nowness you can experience a great joy which is full of life the very life which we say which you will not find in books which you will not find in temples which you will not find in any rituals but yes within you because that is the real temple if you are here and now this is a very temple of this existence which nature has given you and if you are living it if you are drinking the complete nectar of this present moment then you you are very much grateful for this existence because being grateful simply means that you are in sync with this existence you are in sync with the universe and this is time this is opportunity this is god or i say godliness being thankful of every moment of your life so i was sharing yesterday in my corporate session that if things are not going great be grateful even more because that is the time you have to be grateful because that is the time your mindset is absolutely full of scarcity and if your mind is full of scarcity how can you experience the growth mindset growth mindset simply means when things are not going great you are full of positivity and enthusiasm and you're not losing your confidence and with that confidence you can build the empire like you just said in the beginning that when you joined zensar as a ceo that company was 40 cr and how you stepped in and made things so wonderful and rest is a history so this is how when we can understand ourselves very deeply the potential lies within so we all have that potential to be a buddha buddha is not a name of a person buddha we say to a one who is an awakened one siddhat gautama became buddha because he knew socrates became buddha because he has known so there is a beautiful saying by socrates he says i know that i do not know so knowingness of your unknowingness is an awakening and unknowingness of your knowingness is the opposite of buddhahood which we say ignorance which we say avidya so we all are born with this buddhahood the potential within what can we do is an art and even if we do that is not the right thing to do so what to do is a deep question the reflective questions which only we can only answer no other guru and no god and no books and nothing can tell us on our behalf as you just said all answers lie within but through our five senses we are trying to find that joy and happiness outside happiness is not outside or gulab jamun or badi car और बड़ा घर और ज्यादा वेकेशन वो सब मिलने के बाद भी आर वी स्टिल हैप्पी व्हेन वी एक्चुअली गो विद इन दैट्स व्हेन वी रियलाइज इट्स इट्स नन ऑफ दैट इट्स लाइक व्हाट यू सेड राइट व्हाट कैन आई एट दिस मोमेंट व्हाट कैन आई डू फॉर यू यू नो थिंग्स टू थिंग्स दैट हैज हेल्प्ड मी द मोस्ट इन लाइफ इज सेवा एंड ग्रैटिट्यूड being grateful for every smallest thing that i have and seva is how can i contribute 
in the society how can i contribute towards others so very nice point you made so i would like to add something in this before seva if we do sadhana sadhana simply means balancing if you know how to do balancing of yourself then seva comes naturally because balancing your own self will give you an opportunity to do seva to do service for the humanity so sadhana seva and then sankirtan sankirtan simply means that you are constantly in the remembrance of supreme and there are various ways while being aware of your breath you are in sync with this existence so that is also sankirtan people have various ways meera had some different way nanak had some different way sufis have different way kabir had different ways so there are various ways so the well is one and the water is same and the patra the bartan the utensils are different your bucket is different mine bucket is different but the water is same and one has to go into the well to satisfy the thirst which you will not find anywhere else so all the external factors can talk you can give you more examples can explain you more about water but if the one who is dying with the thirst will slap you and ask you please give me water i am dying what are you talking what the nonsense you are talking about water just give me water right now i don't want to know whether it is oxygen hydrogen h2o whatsoever it is i am not here to discuss the science i am here to experience i am here to satisfy my thirst so one has to develop that thirst and then the water appears saying the quest for higher knowledge should be there like why am i here what am i doing what is real joy how can i get it questions like that. so the quest is already here we just have to look we just have to look two pets of uh, i wanted to connect it to corporate life what you said is very interesting and uh, the number of times you mentioned the word corporate and why there is so much of uh, uh, sorrow in, in in corporate life really two counts one is that people don't get the teams they they want or the kinds of teams or the kind of leadership want because ultimately that's the root of all unhappiness right if you don't get the people kind of people you, you want otherwise you'd be very happy that's one and the second is again that moha which i talked about which the cause is the oneself the leader is bigger than the cause and, and in this case the cause is the organization so given these two uh, again going back on experience every every company every place i worked in whether it was gpd before that zenza before that i said whichever place i worked in i found myself in a journey where the you start and everybody is unhappy either with you or with the place or with with uh, something is you know not happy you know why we here or you know something is not going right and where where you ultimately reach and i i very happy that i reached that place at the end is that everybody ultimately remained where the cause the, or the organization was bigger than themselves and when you just have that set of people saying you know this is big this is gtt this is ansa this is whatever and it's clearly much bigger than i am 
then it's very easy because then everybody's happy and everybody actually is going in the same direction so that is one in fact i mean our transition was from january to march and people were actually quite these two having lunch together you know <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange thing to do and i we really did not find anything strange because if gtt is bigger than either of us where's the problem but if i feel i'm going to be bigger than something then there is a big problem which is the problem with the rest of the world in in corporate life that you know what did i do is did i you know the person before me did she do better did he do better is he going to do how does it matter the, the place is much bigger than you and and if we both intend the best for the place then it's fine we might have different approaches but it's still the best place to be in so that was one and the second about a very very uh, inspiring story about ahila bai holkar and i tried to lead my professional life uh, you know trying to see how ahila bai holkar who actually incidentally grew up in pune she was from pune mm-hmm. and she went in a palki to maheshwar and even today there is a very simple palace it's really not even a palace it's more like a wada which exists and her palace and indore she has palace in sarafa bazar maheshwar near indore very simple whatever it is and i mean i won't go very deep into the story but there's a board there even today which says that i mean she started she ruled maheshwar after her husband's death and she was she was actually to go sati and then her father in law stopped her saying you're such a able administrator you should not and she said mujhe to paap lag jayega because that time you know sati if you don't do this sati then you're going to uh, die and it's paap and he said no you will do so much of social good all your life and which she did from north to south west to east of india all that she did there is no paap because you will do it and from the age of 39 onwards she ruled and that board says that the coffers of this organization the coffers of maheshwar are not mine and if people in corporate life just did that that you know you, the, the organization is not yours so even if it is yours it's it's back to that it's not you there'll just be a lot more joy <laughs> in corporate life i hope king charles will do it with the kohinoor <laughs> <laughs> <That's all over. laughs> so i read uh, somewhere on the social media you mentioned king charles kohinoor so someone mentioned that indians are mentioning so many rips and all mm. so we are not happy that queen died but also we are not sad so what is the meaning she has done a lot to us until now we are still struggling and people are you know just putting rip queen and all so this also people are doing on social media <laughs> some time back i read that book which i forget the name of the two authors minimalism and they created this site and there's so much of material now available on that so is that the you know the crux of the matter you know to be happy i think you should you know follow that or something like that reduce your they, you know they say that for for all of your wants you should question do i really need this was it the what it's uh, was it uh, what is it, it is going to do for me and something like that and then probably you will realize ki hey, no this i don't need now that's a great question i'm waiting for guruji's answer <laughs> <laughs> see if you are at peace then whatever comes whatever you are doing whether you are minimalist or whether you are living a luxurious life they all are part of buddha hood bach gaye so having so many possessions not necessary possessions are not good if you are enjoying luxury 
and at the same time you are experiencing that buddhahood you are at peace you don't have sleepless nights till the time it is fine and if you are thinking what will i do tomorrow how my stock market will be how much i am going to earn tomorrow and ultimately what you are doing you are losing the very moment which is very precious you struggled a lot for 99 and now you are struggling for 199 and then you are struggling for 299 and it is like ninyanve ka phera which keeps on moving 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 so it is like there is a ghanti in front of the donkey and the donkey is running that one day i will touch this ghanti and he doesn't know the moment you start moving the ghanti is also moving with you so this is how people are leading life actually in the roman empire they had that concept where they yeah. could either be a stoic or it could be an epicurean mm. Mm. and neither of them is bad exactly what he said yeah. but if epicureanism becomes hedonism mm. you know, yeah, just doing it for physical mm. pleasures then it's bad then Exactly. So that's what I'm. Wealth in itself is not bad. No, of course. I think with yeah. the, uh, I find a lot of people talking about saying, you know, uh, give away your wealth, do this, do that. I think we all need to reach, at least mm. in my mind, and maybe wrong, please correct me if I am. I think you need to reach a certain level in your life, and I'm not saying that it has to be counted in a certain amount of bank balance or whatever. In terms of your responsibilities. So if today, as a mother, I feel I have, I'm responsible for a child to a certain extent. after which obviously they have their own karma and they have their own life to lead and they have to do it that way but i am responsible to be able to provide until such time that i am responsible for her today what joy i get out of the wealth that i create is in giving it to her and also in giving to others so for example like i talked about what i do for my dad and you know the things we did for him this was inheritance i mean we could have taken it you know enjoyed the money with the that was land that was that one could have sold and got but the joy we got out of giving back to the community that my dad had so much love for i think that joy i cannot even express in words when what i feel when i go there and i do this it gives me i mean all the time that i spend in the office and talking to all of the different people and you know trying to motivate them and to get them to work that joy and this joy are completely different but i also know that if i didn't have this joy at the office that i'm doing where i'm talking to people and creating that well which allows me to do that i would probably not be able to do that so it's kind of interlinked so i'm not sure um, if i can move the minimalistic path because at this stage i'm not there uh, and i think this is a conversation i had with mrila also earlier when she talked about you know finding a guru in your life and i think uh, i have other friends who also have gurus i don't Uh, and i said um, like you rightly said you, you don't find a guru it happens right i mean there's a time and place when it will just fall in place uh, it didn't at that time when when couple of times i spoke to her and i said you know i'm happy i'm i'm open to it but i'm not seeing it happen i'm still waiting for that to happen and i'm hoping that at some point it will happen because maybe it will give me the direction that i think uh, will help me further in my journey because there are times when you feel you're sort of holding back on things there are things you want to do uh, which will help but you don't know the direction so those are things obviously which which you know a guru will certainly help you with and of course mental peace i think the most difficult proposition i don't know if everybody in this room would agree is being alone with yourself to be alone with yourself and to be happy with yourself i think is the most difficult thing if you reach that and i think guru ji has definitely reached that <laughs> it is amazing because if i have to sit in silence and just think 
Am I happy with myself? There will be 10,000 things that I would not be happy with myself. But I know that I have to be happy with what I've got because this is the only life I have. This is what I've done. Good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. But this is where I have reached today. So I've got to accept that. That acceptance is where I'm finding that struggle. So two things which you have discussed. And number one, the minimalist life. So if someone is leaving all the possessions, is like a beggar, right? So when there is no possession, people say you are very close to God. And a beggar has no possession. So is a beggar a Buddha? Or the one who has experienced all the material world of life, which we know Siddhartha Gautama or Vardhaman or many saints, when they felt that this material possession is not adding any value to my life, and I've experienced it. You see, so many people, when they go to five-star hotel, they post pictures on Facebook. <laughs> what is that? Are they posting for themselves or for others? You know, leaving all the possessions is also part of ego. When you have a lot of money with you, and when you see that there is so much competition, I won't be able to reach to the number one. So what can I do? Let's reverse. Let me leave everything so that people can notice me. That is their way to satisfy their ego. I have came across many sadhus and sannyasis who say, I left everything. I said, when? This is 30 years back. So I said, you still have. You are unable to leave. They say, why? Because you are discussing it with me. <laughs> if you have left something, you have left. I have left many things. I don't even remember what I have left. What I know is what is with me right now. You and me are together right now. We are discussing something. And you are still stuck with your possessions which you have left 30 years back. So are you really a sadhu or an escapist? And he became very angry. He was after my life. He said, no one has ever talked to me like this. And I said, I am an extraordinary man in every way. And I will not leave you until you answer. And I will keep on asking you. Or you accept that you are an egoist. He said, what kind of a person you are? I said, you forget about me. You talk about yourself, what you are. And after some time, he was broken. He cried. He said, I experienced something today. Till now, everybody touched my feet. Till now, everybody said, you are a great Siddha Purush. And you are the one who really shown the mirror to me. 
Then he said, what can I do for you? I said, you can't do anything for me. Just do something for yourself. What will you do with me? You don't have a single penny in your pocket. You're behaving like a beggar and showing the image that you are a sadhu. Then he did namaskar to me and he said, now what can I do? Then I said, jab jago jabi savira. It's okay. If you are really willing to know what can you do, then I can help you. He said, please show me the path. Then I said, just go to your family. Don't do anything. Just be with them. Embrace them. Give them love. They're waiting for you. Play with children. That is where the spirituality is. Leaving everything and satisfying your ego. You're not doing anything with everyone. You're hurting yourself. You're killing your soul. And this is not ahimsa, this is hinsa. You are masochist. There are people who feel so satisfied when they slap themselves. There are people who try to give pain to themselves and they feel joy in that. So that is hinsa, that is violence. And the real message of dharma is ahimsa. And ahimsa is not for others. You cannot do ahimsa with others until you experience ahimsa with yourself. So Gandhiji's ahimsa was actually not ahimsa. That was actually violence. He did with himself. When he didn't find anything, when nobody was listening to him, he sat on fast. So that is part of hinsa. Why would somebody do hinsa and calling themselves a spiritual person? That is not real spirituality. Real spirituality says, give joy to yourself first and become very authentic so that other people can also experience the joy which you have attained. And that joy is very authentic and very natural. You can't buy it from Amazon. It's not some external product which you can find. People go on buying, go on buying. They have tendency to buy something and they think that joy is something which can be purchased. But actually it is not. The thing which you have to purchase, you are very good in that. And the very things which are available without any cost, you don't know how to experience this. There is plenty of water in the Ganges. <coughs> and still I have seen people buying bislary bottles. I have seen. They drink avian water of French Alps. And the very water is available. What is this? Because we have so much possession. We have so much wealth. And we have never experienced the life which is beyond this possession. Which is available. Nature never asked a single penny for the oxygen, for the solar energy, everything is available. And when you are moving in the right direction, even if you need money, it will naturally flow. Because what we know is money. And money is a very small thing. If you are attuned with the universal consciousness, you experience abundance. 
and that abundance is everything and that abundance i have experienced i don't have a single penny in my pocket right now but i am experiencing everything i am receiving great joy me i travel in a wonderful car without a single penny in my pocket what is that that is joy i don't like to keep purse in my pocket because it gives me heaviness i did once i was in banaras and my father was with me and it started raining and i was on the bank of the river and i gave my phone and money to my father and said you please keep this and i want to enjoy and he was like why you're giving this to me i said why just keep it with yourself because you are with me why would i need phone and purse in my pocket i'm enjoying and i'm very much free i don't need anything because what i'm experiencing right now is very important for me so i don't want any distractions in my life so that is the time when you can experience the real joy when you are living in the moment so this is my personal experience which i am sharing with all of you talk about um, you know being connected with yourself and uh, sometimes you know in programs they make you do this activity of uh, look at a mirror look into your own eyes and say <coughs> i love you and it's weird initially when you look at yourself and say i love you i really really do uh, it's weird and sometimes i have seen people who get very angry because they are not used to looking into their eyes and when you do that it's a i feel it's a very powerful exercise and if you can do that with an open heart i think that is the beginning of everything like i mean you were saying that do do i love myself and wait i so that's been my personal journey my experience of what are the kind of thoughts i'm feeding myself am i really working hard and uh, trying to prove myself to everybody else or do i believe in my own self and i have been through that journey of trying to you know please everybody and really bending back backwards and then you feel so tired and then you achieve something but still there is a doubt and there is no joy in that doubt but if you can believe saying i am enough and that that's a journey it's a very big statement i am enough but the day we can start to believe that i am enough uh, and you know it's only a thought if if i have thought oh my god i don't think i can do this very well or i did a presentation but it wasn't really that well i could have done better and we keep feeding ourselves those negative thoughts rather than giving a pat on our back saying oh you did well and you know i uh, love the way you did and we we are so uh, shy of giving compliments to ourselves so if we can't give joy to our own selves what is the joy we are going to give to everybody else and another thing that uh, you know i experienced through guruji because there would be times you know we all do that suddenly you feel lonely you feel like okay you don't have any friends or you are abandoned and all of those low feelings on a bad day and then there are days that you are very joyous and then i started to see the difference the time that i'm really happy is the time i'm totally in sync i'm connected to myself and the joy goes away the minute you disconnect with yourself oh, how about five star hotels and fancy cars and uh, great vacations can change if you are not connected with yourself so i think that how to stay connected within and once you are connected within then you are connected with the whole existence people are well trained in looking someone else eyes and say i love you <laughs> but they don't know how to love themselves True. and until you love yourself even if you say in some see in someone science say i love you that is not true love <laughs> a lot of it comes from comparison 
So giving response in a positive way is an ability. And the opposite is disability. And when you are constantly blaming others, that if something goes wrong, it is because of you, you become disabled. Because at that time, you want someone to give you crutches so that you can walk properly. Coming out of that mindset is taking charge of your life. And a one who wish to take charge of their lives are the ones who are very responsible people. So taking responsibility is acting wisely upon themselves rather than thinking about the other people. You said that when she said seva is uh, joyful for her, you said that post seva sadhana comes. What is that sadhana? Sadhana means balancing. You gave the example of Bhagavad Gita. So Krishna said something very deep to Arjuna. Become istit pragna. What is istit pragna? Staying at one place and experiencing that stillness. Everything moves, but you don't move. That is called sadhana. Arjuna was very much focused on that eye of that fish, that is sadhana. Krishna was very much focused when he was playing flute, that is sadhana. Vishnu is sitting in the Shir Sagar while closed eyes, that is sadhana. So experiencing that stillness, these all deities and gods are metaphorical. We have not seen, did they really exist or not? But we can learn something from these deities. And what I have experienced is stillness. And if you have that stillness within, you are sadhak. A one who has balanced the self is the sadhak. Then comes Seva, serving humanity in various ways. Someone feels like satisfying others' hunger. Someone feels like doing something for the society, for the environment. It depends on us how much balanced we are within. And rest, everything will be taken care of. So Guruji, in uh, terms of being stith pragya in your everyday life and things happen and things don't happen as per your expectations or you miss things, you miss a flight and you know in that moment and you miss a very important critical meeting, you know things don't go your way. So how do you stay stith pragya? Is it about just centering yourself in the moment and not worrying about what happened or what's going to happen? See, if I say a thousand words, and even if I give you tools and techniques, 
you will forget when the moment comes why because there is no preparation if you are calling me that i missed my flight please make me experience the sit prajna i won't be able to help you to be very frank but how can i help you before you miss the flight once you are prepared once you are in this continuous process which we say nirantarata consistency and that continuous process can help you and gradually you can experience the chaos to stillness that hustle bustle to transcendental state which we say the samadhi state which we say the turiya state which we say the state of beingness and this is not so easy and this is not so difficult for the ones who have mastered this art this is what it is so it's a journey it's not a one day or two day process it's a journey which you have to walk through ಸಮಾಧಿ <laughs> I mean it's something it is a deep state where you are you are at peace with the whole world and you you are lost in, in consciousness probably but until you experience it you can't really know what it is and, and that, that's what i would think that we need to go through those prerequisites and then we can reach some point where the guru can take you there and make you experience it. so adding to what you have said dissolving our own ego is the first step towards sadhana if you are still holding something that no i don't want to lose myself then one cannot become the sadhak losing the self is gaining your own self if you wish to gain something you have to lose something so losing the self which is i to iness then you don't say i am infinite then you simply say there is infinity because you cannot say i because who is the one who is saying i because there is no iness if you see a bucket which is not in the water you can say this is the bucket and this is the water but the moment you say the bucket is in the water then the bucket is lost then the bucket is part of that ocean the vast ocean of consciousness is here losing the unnatural external image which our mind has created to reach to a certain level which is very superficial is the first step towards sadhana 
this Krita Prajna, what you said is more of uh, not thinking about the consequence. So if you miss the fight, if you miss the fight, you start thinking of uh, consequences and the uh, effect of that along the other. I think the very word Sita Prajna means you stay you know, there only. That, that stiti, you know, you are uh, not thinking about anything else but what's happened now. We can experience silence and feel the togetherness. That is the best meditation. Sitting and doing nothing with the stillness within. The biggest question is how do you control your mind? I mean, if I try to meditate, it's after five or ten minutes. <laughs> the mind is not He's scared. scared. <laughs> the mind is not scared of this. Mind is thinking of so many things, but being thinking nothing, you know, or just being in the. How do you empty your mind of yeah. thoughts? I think that's the biggest struggle. How did you gain so many thoughts? Is the question. <laughs> they just came. Like you are asking how to empty. Yeah. I'm asking you how have you gained so many thoughts? To fill an empty vessel requires a lot of effort. And to make it empty, you don't need any effort. An effortlessness. If you just look into it, you will find that there is so much emptiness. I didn't get you. I didn't get you no, this is actually experiential. You don't need to understand this. You just have to look and see, contemplate on this emptiness, effortlessness. If I say to you that please go out, you will open the door, you will do so many things, you will push your chair back, you will hold your purse and move. You are doing some effort. And if I say don't do anything, you will be like then, what to do? So, not asking this question, what to do, is emptying your mind. When questions end, emptiness begins. Effortlessness. And then you can step into nothingness. And when there is so much chaos, hustle bustle, and tend to control your mind, just focus on the one who is feeling the chaos. And you will go deeper and deeper and deeper into the state of emptiness. Because if you engage with the one who is engaging with you, then who will be there? Then there will be no effort. And then you can experience the emptiness.
trying to process. This is how we started in quantum physics. See, observer and the observer. Nothing is real unless you observe it. Very true. From the wave to the particle. We are the very small particle in this vast ocean of consciousness. And the moment particle is aware that someone is watching me, that awareness can bring the transition in that particle. There are so many researches which has happened in the past. So it means how this is happening. You cannot decode with science. But yes, you can decode because there is a science which is beyond science. That mystical world. This is only experiential. I can say thousands of words, but they are all futile because you have not experienced. How can I tell you what is the taste of sugar? I have to open your mouth with full of sugar and keep it in your mouth forcibly to make you experience. That is the only way I have. And that too if you are ready. And if there is an ego that I don't want to open my mouth, then I can't do anything about it. So that is the work of Guru, you can say. That forcibly, after your life, and saying, do this. And saying, who are you? Why you are into my life? Because you have invited. If you have invited, then it is the Guru's responsibility to do Sham, Dham, Dandaved. To bring the best out of you. So there is a saying in Sufi mystical world. When you are ready, Guru appears. And when you are totally ready, Guru disappears. Because if Guru wants you to always be with him or her, he is not the Guru. Then he is the politician. <laughs> and we have so many so-called gurus in our world. We see every day on television. They are not gurus, they are politicians. They want to exist. They want to survive. They want to be on the top. And the moment you crave for something, you are again in the trap. Maybe you are the better person than those gurus who want some position, power. So it is better to be nothing rather than becoming something. Because in that becoming, you lose what you are. Yes. This is really good. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so many nuggets of very good knowledge. <laughs>